Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. And we are on, what hack are we on? We are on hack number 62 this go around. And we're going to talk about is diversification for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> there is a title for you. There's a title for you. There's a headline grabber. What's going on, Phil? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Loving this weather in Michigan, I tell you. Nothing, it, nothing like a 70 plus degree day in, in November. Yeah. And then 35 at night. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't look down the week further. It, it doesn't get pretty, yeah. but you know, right now it's good. <laughs> we were talking, my wife and I were talking not to get off on the weather, but last year, um, Veterans Day, we had eight inches of snow. <laughs> oh, wow. Not the case this so, year. Not the case this year. Yeah. So well, I, I think, I'd, I don't know. I'd take the, uh, I think I'll take the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Other than my allergies are back going crazy again. Sure. So yeah. that, that's the only thing, but Hey, it is what it is. I, yeah, I'll take the seventies, postpone so, that winter a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Well, originally folks, we had planned and we'll talk about it. We, you know, we, we tape the show on a Tuesday. We typically post them on a Thursday. Uh, we had planned on talking about, uh, you had, Phil had spent some time with uh, President-elect Biden's um, proposals, but since it's not really technically official, uh, we just decided, you know what, let's just wait until official stuff's done. We obviously, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the, you know, there's the court of public opinion and then there's the actual court. So we just decided we're going to do something completely different and, uh, and we'll get to that if and when that is the case. But for now, we're just going to do, uh, we'll just talk about something else. So we're going to talk about diversification this week. So if that's okay. Sounds with, good. Right? That, that sounds good. Then we, then we don't have to step on any toes, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. So diversification, is it for suckers? <laughs> and so the idea behind this is conversation is it's such a buzzword, Phil. I mean, everywhere you go, every commercial you see, if it's dealing with retirement or uh, retirement planning or whatever the case might be, it's diversification, diversify, 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 right? Yeah. So it just kind of gets hammered home. And, and certainly it's, a, I think it's an important bit, but even Warren Buffett, you know, has said things like diversification is protection against ignorance. It makes little sense if you know what you are doing, you know, yep. So, you know, yet we've always heard that it's such a big deal for, I guess, us average folks who don't know what we're doing, who don't deal with this on, on a daily basis. So uh, how can I, both of these ideas be right? So I'm just going to kind of break some of these things down here for you. From what you see, how does the average person who comes in to talk to you, how do they define diversification? I mean, diversification has always kind of been brought up from that modern port portfolio theory, so to speak, Markowitz of, right. you know, having that, that blend of stocks and bonds and how they work. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's just kind of gone from there. Um, so average person looks at diversification of, I think that, but uh, a lot of times it's the more stuff you have, the better. Okay. Um, That's what I think too. The more you, you know, have, and, the better and, off you are. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people, the, their definition of diversification is having a lot of mutual funds or whatever it is, you know, don't have all your eggs in one basket, which I mean, there's, I, I get it. I can, I can understand that concept, you know, to some extent, but um, I think that type of diversification, not having all your eggs in one basket and, and, you know, having a bunch of different mutual funds, for instance, doesn't give you right. the reality of diversification. It makes you, might make you feel good when you look at your statements and you think, oh, look at that. I've got 42 different funds. 
I'm, well, I'm diversified. It's the illusion of diversification. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it, it is truly an illusion at that point. You're more than likely, if, if that's the scenario, you more than likely have a ton of the same thing. You have overlap uh, right. all day long, right? Yeah. So got, and that's a lot of times, especially if you're, you're investing with the same mutual fund company or family, um, there's several families out there that, that will um, have a, a group of managers managing funds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, they are definitely different funds, but if you start to lay them out side by side and look at underlying holdings, there is a ton of overlap between them. Right. You know, so if you drill into beyond the fund to the underlying holdings, you might be more heavily weighted in one way or another <clears throat> company sector, whatever it happens to be, than you might realize. Yeah. You know, so you have to take it beyond just, well, I've got all these different funds, so I've got to be diversified to look at that next step and, okay, what is the underlying holdings? What does that look like? Well, there's multiple asset classes. There's lots of different ways to be diversified. And again, typically, I think the average investor I'm with you feels like the more stuff we got, uh, Mm -hmm. the better off we are. And often it ends up being the same kind of stuff in the same asset class anyway. So in, in contrast to that, then Phil, how do you, uh, I, you know, describe diversification or would you describe it to the listeners? Well, I mean, to me, you have to kind of step back and understand what's the whole purpose of diversification. Why are we even talking about it? And I mean, the, the theory behind it is diversified portfolios perform better. You know, you, okay. you, they kind of balance each other out, you know, so making simple stocks and bonds, you know, theoretically, historically, yeah, they might have helped off the, you know, offset each other where the, the bond side of the portfolio buffers the, the volatility in the stock side. You know, and there's definitely some value in that in, in understanding diversity. So if you really come back to what's the purpose, it's about managing risk. Mm-hmm. You know, so that personally, that's how I look at it is, is it's diversification to me. I'm not as concerned with asset class and that stock bond type allocation as to right. risk. I'm, I'm looking at diversification and risk and making sure, and we've talked about this before, but we bucketize, you know, so making sure that we've got risk positioned in the right way so that it's not harming you, you know, as you're, especially if you're in retirement in that stage of spending. Right. So for instance, our soon bucket, we want to make sure we don't have a lot of downside or any downside risk potentially as we're spending money from it, you know, versus but, later we can't have volatility. So. And sometimes I think people also get confused in the diversification conversation. And again, tell me if I'm wrong here, since you do this every day, but you, you might think about stocks and you might think, well, I'm in tech and uh, I'm also in oil and I'm down right now because oil is low, but tech's high. So I'm okay. So I'm diversified, but it's still really just stocks. Right. You're still exactly. So, I mean, you, you have to look at it, not at just the micro level, but the, you know, the macro, the higher level too, yeah. and just understand risk overall because not asset classes, all asset classes, even stocks and bonds do um, kind of balance each other out, you know, and offset the risk. Right. Um, especially when we get into significant drawdowns in a market. Right. You know, if you look at when that happens, usually diversification, the benefits of it, collapse, you know, all of a sudden things all start to look like the same thing, <laughs> right. you know, so I mean, just, just at the point that you wanted diversification to work, cause that's the reason you did it. Now all of a sudden all the stocks, it doesn't matter where you're at, you know, 2008, I mean, a great example. They're all going, they're all going down, you yeah. know, same, maybe when we're going through the pandemic, you right. know, boom, everything's falling except for, I mean, this was a little different obviously cause it was a quick bounce. Right. And there were a few stocks that 
actually got a huge boost from it because all of a sudden people are locked at home having like to work. Tech, so right? yeah. tech, yeah, a lot of the tech stocks did actually get a boost from this. Well, so thinking about the average investor then, the the focus, I suppose, they put on it, you know, how much, because we get inundated with this, be diversified, be diversified from a marketing standpoint and various different and just water cooler talk and everything mm -hmm. else, how much do they emphasis do they put on that when they come in and talk with you or when you're sitting down with someone if they're like Phil make sure you diversify me or make sure I'm diversified does that seem to be like a, a top tier conversation for them um, I wouldn't say top tier but I mean it's a it definitely a conversation because we'll we're okay. always comparing you know here's your current allocation this is how we're recommending the allocation okay you know and, and again one of the biggest differentiators is just our approach with bucketizing money and risk you know, so which is not the case in a, a more blended portfolio where it's all, you know, the risk on risk off assets are all in, in one portfolio together right. for that diversified kind of balanced allocation. Right. I got you. Okay. So well, you mentioned earlier about being too diversified and that's even a Warren Buffett thing as well. Um, yep. So if that's possible then to be too diversified. Absolutely. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if you have all these different funds and when you start adding up and looking at all the underlying stocks in there, the reality is you're probably going to look a lot like the S&P, <laughs> okay. you know, so <laughs> why not just have an S&P index fund? Okay. You know, because yeah. it doesn't, you know, people, people, I think often get comfort, like you were saying with, oh, but look at, I've got all these different companies, you right. know, different funds managing our, our portfolio. But then look at historically, Adam, you know, Adam, do the analysis on them to show, okay, well, here's how they perform together. Yeah. You okay. know, and how does that compare to being just in the S&P? I mean, if, if that's kind of your, your goal. So yeah, absolutely. Too much diversification. And then you, you take away to, you know, to Warren Buffett's point, some of the winners, you know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, his whole idea is, yeah, you don't want to invest in everything because now you're just kind of throwing it to the wind and letting it happen. Right. There is throwing benefit in, in actual picking good, solid companies. Yeah, yeah. The analogy of throwing pasta on the wall and see what sticks. That's right. That's right. Which is kind of uh, like investing in the S and P. I mean, hey, just grab it all. Right. Not that the S and P is the whole market, but I mean, it's you know that's effectively what you're doing. You're grabbing a piece of the whole market. Although we'll get get into the whole S and P discussion because there's a lot of danger in that because of how it's developed and being cap weighted, uh, the bigger companies have a big portion of that uh, weighting. So yeah, well, the back to tech, the, the those five dominate yep, top five. Yeah. You know, I mean, a, interesting study. I mean, if you look at it, just run the math, look at the S and P, then go pick a, an equal weighted S and P fund or index out there, mm -hmm. run that S and P is up the equal weighted S and P is down. Hmm, interesting. You know, so if you I just add up, all the companies in the S&P rather than cap weighting it and giving the weight to the big companies based on size, make everyone's weighting in the S&P equal. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. We always talk about, you know, numbers don't lie and, and there's yep. you know, all these different kinds of things, but that's a bit of a misnomer too. If we're really being honest here on, on our own show and having a good conversation about things, it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, sometimes you have to put practicality into place because you can make numbers give you support any claim you'd like to make. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You can make that happen. I mean, theoretical physics says that, you know, you could, uh, a, an elephant can hang off of the edge of a cliff with its tail tied to a, a daisy, but your brain tells you that's not possible. That's not going to work. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, but so you can make numbers and you can make things kind of fudge to, that's an interesting point that you made about the S and P. So a lot yeah. of times you got to have a real conversation about the diversification that you need, I guess, would that be the better way to do it? Right. I mean, under, again, to me at all diversification, the whole point of it is, is risk management. Okay. So if you forget the concept of a diversification and, and take it back to the, the core purpose of risk management, you know, then now you can approach it a little bit different. And that's personally how we approach diversification is more from a risk management. I don't get hung up on, well, our portfolio has to have this much in bond and this much in stock. And, right. you know, the stock has to have this blend. And, you know, it, yeah, I mean, that has worked and, and sure. it still does work to some extent. You've just got to be really careful of putting all your, your weight in that basket, so to speak, of, well, that's a diversified portfolio. I'm all set for retirement because I think you're going to be sadly mistaken and, and shocked, you know, as, as things happen. Yeah. So be careful tying your, your tail to that daisy. You know? That's right. You're tying, exactly. That's a great example. You're tying your tail to that daisy of diversification and it's not going to take much to boom, it didn't work. You know, but, and now what? Right. <laughs> so, so if, if risk management kind of a, Again, I guess it comes down to strategy then, right? So having a right. conversation with an advisor when you're trying to find somebody to work with, what strategy and what conversation, what parts are speaking to you? Because there's a lot of people that do this. So, you know, talking with yep. them and interviewing a couple of different people to find out who's the right fit for you can go a long way. And philosophy carries a, a pretty big weight for people. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it has to, you have to have that right relationship and comfort level with an advisor. I mean, hopefully this is somebody you're going to be working with for the rest of your life in retirement. You know, you don't want to be changing advisors every three to five years because hopefully they've taken the time to develop a plan. You're comfortable with it. You're on board, you know, in agreement. And now you can start walking down that path, making adjustments to the, the plan along the way. You know, I mean, if they're just talking investments, I'd be leery. I mean, because it goes way beyond that. You have to have a plan to know why you're investing and what you expect your investments to do. Well, and I think just investments is more of a broker conversation. It's more of an accumulation right. uh, yep. conversation versus preservation and distribution versus retirement conversation. I mean, yep. uh, for the long term, because there's so many facets to retirement, which is, again, why we do the tax hacks here is to cover a lot of different things because you're a CPA, but also a personal financial specialist. So, you could talk about the multiple levels of the things that we're going to need in retirement or we need to be focused on, not just accruing money in the market, not just diversification or if that was the example. Right. And I mean, that uh, brings up another great point. I mean, diversification, when we bring it up and what we've talked about so far is all relating to investments and style, so to speak, let's say, you know, stock bond blends like that. Okay, let's take it the other direction. What about diversification from a tax standpoint? Great point. You have diversification there, you know, and that's something we look at with clients when we're looking at, we call it tax buckets, you know, the taxable type investments, tax deferred. So IRAs, 401ks, tax free, the Roth. Right. You know, do you have money in all the buckets? Do you have everything in the middle bucket that tax deferred, which probably 70 to 80% or more of our clients when they start working with us do? The average person probably is in that. And most people do just because that's where we've been trained to, right? Yeah. I mean, are, and encouraged to through 401ks. You yeah. know, the, the norm. incentive has been out there. It's the norm. So, I mean, if that's your case, don't think, oh, no, that's, it is what it is, right? You yeah. can't change history. Now let's take a look in, at, at where you're at yeah. and yeah. start talking about how do we improve on it. 
is there a better diversified portfolio from an investment, but also from a tax standpoint we should be looking at. And, and yeah, definitely don't take it wrong because it's a good vehicle to use and at least you're doing something. I mean, right. You know, you've saved it. You've got the options now. But now let's take a look at some other ways to diversify other uh, categories, other arenas like taxes. That's a great point. Right. Yeah. It's just now it's time to tweak it. You know, it's, can we improve on the plan? And that's really when we're running a plan and putting that strategy together is always to say, okay, here's where you're at. This is what it looks like. How can we improve that? Yeah. If we can, okay. you know, not always we can. I mean, some people are, they've done a great job and just a couple of little tweaks. Others, yeah, we need to do some major renovations, so yeah. to speak. We've got to get some money out of that tax deferred and move it because this is what it looks like based on what the tax law is today, not talking about any other potential changes or, you know, whatever happens. So, yeah, I got you. Ask some questions, bounce some things off of, uh, off of Phil that relate to you specifically, because we're talking in generalities uh, for a wider audience. So you want to make sure you have a specific conversation. He's a CPA and a personal financial specialist at AFS Wealth Management. Again, call him at 248-888-7530. And don't forget to check us out online at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can check out the video form. You can read the blog. There's a whole bunch of stuff there for you to do on the website. You can also just get in contact with Phil as well at philstaxhacks.com. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Have a good week, okay? Sounds great. You too. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney from AFS Wealth Management. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.